Hey guys, Lurshing here. At the time of this recording, it is May 14th, 2021. The listeners have spoken, we've taken in your feedback, and so you are listening to a re-release of an older episode from the archives, back in our baby podcasting days um, when we were posting our content on YouTube. You might be able to tell the format is a bit different in this episode, and you might be able to follow how we've been growing in our podcasting journey. All right, hope you all enjoy. Slice Fruit. We're your hosts, Lorshing and Gigi, and where we get to talk about culture, what's new in music and film, current issues around the world, and all the things that's on our minds as we eat some of our favorite fruits. Today we've got a special episode for you. Um, we begin with our slice segment um, where Gigi and I talk about some of the apps that's helped us stay sane um, during the pandemic. Um, we also talk about some new music recommendation, and Gigi will share about her toothbrush recommendations. Um, and our special guest today is Helen Ho, my roommate and friend, um, who both Gigi and I, after just our conversation and interview, were just totally blown away with her story, um, her joy and resilience as she shares about her mental health journey. Um, so really great episode that we have for you today. So find a seat, start your walk, grab your boba, um, and get ready for this exciting episode. So these are our slices and we're going to just talk about what have we been thinking about and doing. Um, so these are just random little knickknacks that we've been thinking about. Yeah. So, so one thing that I'm going to show for Gigi and for the listeners is a cool app that's been helping me in my productivity. Because uh, I think in COVID or I mean, for all of us who are working from home or are, aren't going to work, it's been hard to kind of keep a schedule and like be productive. And so I got this app from a friend recommendation called the Toggle app. It's called T-O-G-G-L. And I think it's like used... I mean, you really can use it for anything, but it's like used for like lawyers or people that need to do billable hours. So essentially it's like a timer really. And you can uh, uh, time yourself doing certain tasks. But what's nice is that I've been like, you time yourself, like if I, uh, this is project I want to do work on. And then you could see how much hours you've been able to log in to like your project and you can label it. And there's like a schedule you could see like, Oh, I actually, even though like maybe the, the, the result of this effort has been like unseen yet, you can still see like, wow, I actually spent like five hours this whole week working on this. And it's like been kind of nice to kind of keep me on track and some of the side projects I've been doing or just to kind of like, it's something nice to see like some fruit of like your time. It's like, Oh yeah, I did. I did do things today. Even though maybe it doesn't feel like it. So recommend toggle app. If you're having difficulty with productivity. Mm. Yeah. How often do you use it? 
I use it I, when I had, I've been a little bit busier with work. So, um, but I, I would use it like every day so I can like log in like today's today. I have this free time. I'm going to use it to work on this project. Next one. I'm going to work on this. Yeah. Nice. And how long you've been using it? Maybe like three, four weeks. Okay. Cool. For me, I've also been using an app every day, which was, which is the Nike Red Club app. Um, oh, great. So backstory is Lushing and I did a 14-day challenge where she would write a song every day and I would go running every day. Um, and so for me, the challenge was pretty life-changing. I've learned to really, really enjoy running. I don't think in my life I've ever enjoyed running. Uh, so this is a new experience for me. But yeah, I think what helped was, I was thinking about it earlier today, and it kind of comes down to running running to, uh, running for the sake of running or for the sake of enjoying it, rather than in the back of your mind or subconsciously, you're like running f- running because you like want to change your body or like mm. there's something about your body that you don't like. Um, and so that can be mentally draining. That's very discouraging. Um, but yeah, with the, with running every day, I think, you know, you can practice just, okay, what I want to, what do I want to achieve with this running thing? And, and, seeing it as like a challenge, seeing it as something that, you know, um, feels good or, you know, you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, so far, I think. Yeah. How, how many I miles have you run total? Um, total on the Nike run app has been 74. Wow. Gigi, that's amazing. I'm so impressed. Yeah. yeah I started I started like a month ago, a week into the fortune day challenge. So that was about, um, so, so far I have 33, so 40 runs in. Yeah. So about five weeks, I think, is it? Yeah. A little over five weeks. So yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. Um, one of my friends, Chris, so shout out to Chrissy. Um, she's listening is it recommended this app to me and she's been doing it for a long time. Uh, and it's been really encouraging talking about running with her. So yeah, I, I'm, it's something new, but I'm excited. Um, I am so impressed, Gigi. That's really impressive. I'm really proud. Wow. The way that I, I really love how you're saying um, that it's not about like, I, I like the real, like just, enjoying it for the sake of doing it not for the end goal which sometimes like you know sometimes you get caught up in ah so good g i'm proud you're an inspiration inspiration why you work out and you exercise you do it consistently i have i told myself i was gonna run too this week but that didn't happen yeah no it really (laughs) is a habit because like once you do it every day you know, it's oh, not, so good. It'll reduce the, oh, I shouldn't do it. You're like, why, why shouldn't I do it? I did it like the last 30 days, days, you know, yeah, 30 yeah, days, yeah. you know? Ah, uh, so good. Okay. Maybe, maybe I will do a 14 day challenge to run every day. 
Ooh. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Or, well, <laughs> hey, if you are inspired by Gigi and you want to do, you want to run better or run more. Yeah. Comment. Me. Yeah. At me and say, I'll, I'll do a 14 day challenge with you flourishing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the neck yarn club uh, must have like some ways you could do some social things with other people. Right. Um, I haven't really explored it, but yeah, you can friend people and then you just see how many okay. miles they run maybe in the I month. Should, maybe I should do that. Anyways, yeah. think about it. It's good. Um, another thing that I've been enjoying, um, this is in the realm of music, something we both will, can talk forever about, um, but I will highly recommend, I, I came across this album um, by a gentleman called John Guerrera. Um, who released an album maybe last month uh, called Keeper of... Not, yeah, last month, called Keeper of Days. And I don't know, Gigi, if you've listened to this, no. but um, it is probably one of my favorite albums this year and probably wow. will remain my favorite albums this year. Whoa. I'm not sure if someone can top it. It's amazing. Um, it uh yeah i i think if you are you know it, it, the the jungler i think works uh, or a part is part of uh i think part of vertical worship actually if you're familiar with that worship uh team yeah sounds familiar i think it's vertical um out in chicago or something like that but this is his own solo work and um you don't have to really be a christian at all or it's not explicitly christian but it's definitely wrestles with faith and doubt and the the christian walk and so it is just context the lyrics wise it's really nuanced and really poetic but the, the melodically <clears throat> the music itself is it is also really really um uh, uh, complex and layered and textured really textured it's so fun how he <laughs> is different instruments and different sounds and the same way that i love kimbra if you know kimbra it's like wow that's how i've approached this this album because there's just different ways and not unexpected unpredictable sound and unpredictable lyrics which is super original very a very original work i don't think i've yes heard something like this um so I will just type in Keeper of Days, um, John Guerrera. You'll find it on all platforms. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Trivia, you know, when I find something I really like, I'll like look up their Wikipedia and all their stuff. But if you're in the mm -hmm. film film world, John Guerrera had like a, um, a, a film credit. He was one of the assistant composers to Terrence Malick's last film, A Hidden Life, so, which was very interesting. So he has a, I think he's getting into um, uh, music composition for film. So you can actually kind of hear that a little bit in, the mu in this album. So, yeah, my next slice is, uh, it's not, <laughs> music or food or running or apps it's um well something that a friend was telling me i forgot how he got in this topic but she was like why don't you have an electronic toothbrush and you know i feel like i can't remember who has asked me this but i feel like a lot of people has asked me that question in my lifetime <laughs> like are you part of like uh, a, a enclave of electronic toothbrush or people who really care about their toothbrush 
No, I I've know. never I been asked remember. that. What? Really? I like. Well, I, 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 well, I think my dentist asked me. Oh, sure, times. sure. And then my dentist's daughter, who's also my friend, <laughs> asked me that like years ago. So I think it's always been on my mind. I'm like, yeah, why don't I use electronic toothbrushes? <laughs> um, and so with quarantine and not having uh, access to a dentist, I think it made me oh think more about it, mm. especially after my friend asked me. So then I she sent me a video, I researched, and then I asked around. I was like, oh, who uses electronic toothbrushes? It wasn't very popular, at least in my circle. Um, yeah, I had a lot of like thoughts about whether or not I like electronic toothbrushes. And I think I came down to like, oh, you know what? I think the last time I used it, I was really young and it was probably not like a really good electronic toothbrush. And that's why I probably didn't like it. So I wanted to get it because it makes sense to get, you know, electronic toothbrush because it'll clean your teeth better. Um, and I was getting kind of frustrated because like, you know, like it's just hard to do it manually, you know, to get those like places and killing it really well. Sure. Um, uh, I'm forgetting the name. Burst. Uh, Burst is the one that I have. Um, is that so, a brand? Yeah, it's a brand and it's a newer brand, not as old as, you know, like the, the Sonic Care or it'll be. Uh, but I think they've really worked on like their marketing cause they have all these like young people plastered all over their, <laughs> uh, website. And they had, I think like Chrissy Teigen maybe, or maybe it was, uh, um, the Curry's or I forgot one of them <laughs> that is their, uh, marketer or uh, celebrity promoter. But, um, yeah, it's pretty good. I really like it. It's sleek. Um, Ooh, okay. And they they also do on a subscription model, which is you know more of the modern business model. Um, so the where they'll send you no, they'll send you pretty much like a subscription of their. Uh, they'll automatically send you up to, for a subscription of their um, like the tooth, the toothpick, the uh -oh. the the head, the tooth head, the brush head. Um, and uh and yeah so wow. and and they have a bunch of other things like you know teeth whitening and stuff but yeah it's been good you know it feels it feels like i'm looking um, at your teeth right now and i'm I, it, is it looks, okay yeah it looks good it looks white it looks clean really? i'm like afraid to show my teeth mm. but mainly i like how it how it feels with my gums mm. like it's it feels it feels stronger and you can really like you know, massage it um, with the toothbrush. Mm -hmm. So I've been using that for a few weeks. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but it's kind of fun. You know how like they um, recommend, I think minimum two minute, two minutes for brushing mm -hmm. your teeth. And I realized like, oh, I, I enjoy brushing my teeth. Like I usually spend longer than two minutes. And with this electronic toothbrush, I spend like sometimes like six minutes. <laughs> brushing my teeth it's like so fun especially the first few days i was like oh what can i clean um wow and, and i can clean my oh uh, my retainers too really well you know okay okay like you have to expend that much energy it's like wow it's so fun 
Um, so yeah. Gigi is not sponsored. She's not getting paid for doing <laughs> this, just to let you know. It, this is just funny. I just feel like even if no one listens to this and he listens to our recommendations, I'm like definitely convinced. I'm like, I'm going to go over everything you just said. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'm we probably convince more. each other the most. We do. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I was saying last episode. Like we are each own disciples. Not really, but you know, you pass sure. down. You pass down the things, <laughs> you know. It's true. Well, those are our slices. Some of the things that we're enjoying and maybe recommending uh, for you to check out, or at least it's been adding life to our life. All right, next up, um, get ready. Uh, we have a special guest. Actually, the guest recommended the Toggle app. So you'll find, um, you'll hear more about her story. It's my roommate, Helen Ho. Um, so that's going to be our next segment. Don't go anywhere. Today we have a special guest. We've got Helen Ho. Hello, Hello Helen. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're totally glad that you're here. Um, yeah, so a little introduction. Helen is my roommate, or my housemate, technically. Housemate, yeah. Housemate. Yeah. yeah, so she lives upstairs on top. Right, we have the same room layout. Yes, but we have the same room layout, but the room looks... So different. So different. Yeah. Yeah. Though I am really digging your rug. <laughs> <laughs> I just rearranged my room. So every time we, I go up to Helen's room, it's like, whoa, this is like this the same, same yeah. but not the same. But it's not the same. Alternate realities. Which is, which is like basically our house. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, is it the same layout? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same oh, layout. I didn't know that. Basic, yeah. like, Lershing's closets are a little bit different. But I think it's the same square feet yeah. and, and yeah. like the same window positioning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We have a little, like, in our closet, we have so many windows yeah. that um, our closet has a window. <laughs> but just a miniature one. <laughs> oh, right, because you have the same little closet mm-hmm. as, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, Helen lives upstairs. Um, me and Helen go to the same church. Yes. We both lead small. Epicenter. Yeah, we both yeah. go to Epicenter. We our small group is oh, yeah. out of the same multiplication. Yes. Yeah. So we come from same <laughs> church. Oh my gosh. Roots. So weird. Anyway. <laughs> but um yeah, so I've known Helen for maybe like two, three years since mm-hmm. he came to L- mm-hmm. came back to LA. Um and I just wanted to share like a fun memory that we actually were talking about yesterday yeah, yeah. of of Helen. So I, I like met Helen, but we didn't really know each other quite well. I mean we really got to know each other living here, but one of my first early memories was uh, was at a church service on Sunday. And this is when, when we were in our old location. We had this huge auditorium where we had church service. And so there's a lot of space in the front, on the sides, to kind of engage in musical worship. And so um, I think there was a time when we, of our church, really encouraged people to come to the front mm-hmm. and like dance and mm-hmm. just really engage in, 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 in singing and worshiping. And so then I would, I would join sometimes in the front. Right. And Helen would consistently be there for the most part you know and you could see Helen like Helen's like dancing she's very elegant when she sings in worship thank you um and so I was just really encouraged by that and there's other people there too and I think there's just one Sunday um I was coming to church and I just like you know like sometimes in Sundays you just like not 
honestly not feeling it or right. just kind of like tired or just been out. I don't remember what, what kind of week it was, but I just like, ah, I don't want to go to the front. So I was just like, I went to the side, which I felt like, oh, you know, I'm still out of my seat. <laughs> but like, I just like went to the side to like not engage. And then Helen comes, maybe you can, you can tell your side of the story. Mm-hmm. But anyways, all of a sudden I see Helen come, come up to me and she says like, oh, um, oh, I wrote this down. I should have, I should remember. But you said something to the fact of like, man, like you're not meant to be in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like come up. To wow. Yeah. Dang girl. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and, 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 and and you can't see Helen, but when Helen says this thing, she says it with such a smile. Like she doesn't say it in any way, totally. like <laughs> like conviction or just like oh. there's so much joy in. Oh my goodness! And and then later, you, you we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I yeah. was just <laughs> I was like telling Lurching, we were hanging out at the park yesterday. I was like, you know, I, one of the things I love doing with my friends is just sitting around and reminiscing on memories we've made together. Because I was like reminiscing on that particular memory. And then Lurching was like, yeah, actually, like there's this memory that comes up. And I was like, yeah, what is it? <laughs> we have like, the same <laughs> memory. Memory that we were thinking about. Um, no way. That, yeah. that doesn't happen. <laughs> it does. I mean, because I, Lurching and I, we didn't really hang out that much. So mm. we, we had like a few encounters that were all positive, but mm-hmm. it's really these last couple of weeks because of the quarantine yeah. that we've been spending a lot more time mm. together. Um, yeah, but that day, I just, I mean, every time Lurshin just worships, not just when she's on stage, but, you know, when she's like off stage and she's just in the crowd, I am next to her and I can just feel it. Like I can just feel the power and the anointing and mm. the thing that she releases that's just so amazing and so her and um I'm all about people coming into the light because I think sometimes I had that struggle at church where I was like oh I should go to the corner because I don't want to draw attention to myself and and all of that but I thought God was like hey like come into the light because mm. you are you're my child like come into the light come and be seen i was like okay i'll come into the light jesus because <laughs> sometimes i'll be the only person like in the front <laughs> Woo! yes um, so then yeah and i just saw lurching that day and i was like man you know like what she releases is so powerful so i just encouraged her to to like join and and like release that in in the light and yeah yeah and I told her she was like a lightning bolt because because like Mm. when she feels the spirit and then she worships it releases Mm. to other people yeah yeah and I was I remember journaling the end of the day like really remembering that how I think I really felt seen and known Mm. and called out um yeah. So that that was one of my early memories of Helen. And I think that really shows a good good picture of who you are. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, for our listeners out there, we have Helen on our show and it's so amazing to I'm so excited to hear what you're Yeah. Doing. Well, um a little bit about me. I grew up in the SGV. My my phone number area code is 626. <laughs> what's uh, For some people, what's the SGV? SGV is the San Gabriel Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're ever on YouTube, and I think this is like, 
maybe five or six years ago, but you, you know, there was like the Fung Brothers. And mm-hmm. I think it was the Fung Brothers or some, some like, someone like them where they came out with um, a song mm-hmm. about boba. Yeah. And about mm. the 626 because there are so many boba <laughs> shops around here. Yes, I remember um, that video. So that's what I spent my high school years doing, like going to boba <laughs> shops with my friends and like spending hours there doing, you know, God knows what, but that was my life. <laughs> um, I, okay, let me see what else. Oh, where, what's my hobbies? Yeah. Um, in high school, I had a, I've, I like, I think I have a semi like addictive personality where if I get into something, I really get into something. So like, um, I was kind of nerdy in high school. And so I got into anime and then I got mm. into manga and then I got into Korean dramas. Uh, <laughs> this is like classic. an ultimate Asian American experience. Boba, manga, anime. Oh my gosh. It's just like subtle Asian traits. <laughs> not subtle. This is not subtle. <laughs> not subtle at all. Yeah. So that was high school. Yeah. And when I, when I had MySpace, do you remember mm. MySpace? When I had MySpace, yeah. um, <laughs> I had a banner that said ASEAN Pride. <laughs> wow. At least it wasn't so ASEAN boy. Which you aren't, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or girl. ASEAN girl with a U. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, well, and then I went to college. I went to college wow. um, in Chicago. And okay. that was like a huge shift. Ah. It was like, oh my gosh, people walked everywhere. They took the train. They people didn't... walked. <laughs> What a sight for the Southern California. It was like, it was was a struggle. So we would have the option of taking the bus or walking like 15 minutes and I would wait 15 minutes for the bus. And, and like, that was normal for me. And Mm -hmm. my friend was like, this is, why would I wait 15 minutes if I can like walk 15 minutes and be there beforehand? Um, But yeah, it was like a big culture shock. Um, so my final stage of like things that I got addicted to was God, praise God, right? Like, um, I became Christian, um, like after my second year of college mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it's been such a wild and fun and challenging journey following Jesus since then. Yeah. Wow. So are you, uh, the only Christian in your family or? Yeah, currently I'm the only Christian. Um, my dad for a while, I think, explored Christianity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And this is right after college, you came back, uh, to the SoCal. Yeah. Um, after, well, after college, I did my master's in human development psychology. Um, and then I came Mm. back to Southern California. Yeah, and just to preface that, this is uh, my first conversation with Helen. Um, <laughs> so really excited to uh, be talking with you. I've heard a lot of good things, um, and I can just sense it too, even though I know that you guys haven't hung out a lot. But the way that Lor Shing, um, oh, one, one, one of our favorite topics is people, and whenever she would mention your name, it's just like, there's just like, just so much life um, mm. that she's had every time she hangs out with you, so... Um, yeah, um, I'm, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's such a pleasure. We're here today because I think your message about resilience is really important. Mm-hmm. And I think 
that's something that I think our podcast wants to be able to be a platform to be able mm-hmm. to hear people's really message and stories. So Helen, can you tell us a story about how resilience played a role in your oh, life? Yeah, I totally can. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, let me set the scene for you guys. So I, mm. um, so I'm Asian, right? As you can know from the boba and the 66 and, and the mango. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I grew up in, you know, a first generation Chinese um, American household. Um, actually, my my parents were refugees for seven years mm. uh, and they grew up in Vietnam because mm. they're, they're called Hoa people. Um, I think it was when the civil war broke out, oh, there were an exodus of Chinese um, villagers and people that went into Southeast Asian countries. And so um, my grandfather was one of those people who, mm. who migrated. So, um, Growing up, I didn't really learn to talk about my feelings and I, I didn't really know how to express myself and, and just say basic things like, hey, when you did that to me, I felt sad. Or mm. um, when, when this happened, it made me angry um, in my family and then also. Um, and I, I sought a lot of different ways to cope with those emotions that I didn't even know what it was. Um, in college, I did a lot of drinking and partying before I came to Jesus, and <laughs> and when I when I came to God, it was like He kind of took away the band aids mm. um, because I had essentially pressed like a big reset button in my life, where I did a one eighty and I really was dedicated to pursuing Jesus, and then that pursuit, God started to just unearth all these hurts that I had mm. about family and about life. And um, I started getting really tired and I started getting... Um, and this was after you came to the faith. This is after I came to the faith. Yeah. Mm. It was like, well, I, thought, I thought Christianity was supposed to make my life better and fix me. Like, <laughs> it's actually getting worse. <laughs> wow. But it actually, I mean, there, there are good parts, right? But I'm just telling the part about how essentially... Um, yeah, I spiraled into depression and really serious depression. Um, and for me, what it looked like was just exhaustion, like a hard, mm. hard time getting out of bed in the morning. And um, I, I was like, what is going on? Because it's all in my head. You don't really understand what depression, like I didn't, and I, I don't think I deserve to be depressed. Interesting. Yeah. Um, because there there wasn't a reason, right? Because I'm like, yeah, those things happen to me, but like worse things happen to other people. My family's fine. Like there wasn't anything that set it off. Was there anything that set it off? Um, I did some Zozo stuff, right? Where you invite Jesus into traumatic memory and stuff. But I, I think it was just like, I was really lonely when I first became Christian because I felt really unknown since it was such a big transition mm-hmm. into, um, into a new paradigm and into a new family in a way, mm-hmm. right? Into God's family. And um, it's like, how do you catch up people on 20 years of life for them to know you? And I had like one mentor who was Christian at the time. And then my family weren't, and, and it meant so much to me that I felt really lonely and unknown. Mm. Um, and it was just like navigating the faith life 
And I think sometimes when you navigate the faith, you come into obstacles of religion and, and duty and feeling like you're not good enough. At first, my family, they were like, I think you're just thinking too much. <laughs> but that looming exhaustion and sadness was still inside of me. Mm. So, so that's kind of like the depression part, right? Um, and I, I had feeling and I was like, this is all so great. And I was like, okay, God, I'm ready to be healed. I'm ready to, to get mm -hmm. past this. Like, I'm so So It sounds like you were excited acknowledging to, what right, was going on right, and right. also getting revelation that there is hope or right. like that there's a way out yeah, for your yeah. friend. So I, um, I had taken Zoloft for nine months. Um, I mm -hmm. had like gone to therapy. I was um, at the end of my master's program, you know, and. So this is like a year process yeah, it was you're talking like about a three year process wow. of, of mm. depression um yeah i'm just trying to speed you guys through it because it has a bunch of resilience <laughs> right now, but no problem take your time <laughs> yeah so it was it was a long process and i remember one of uh, i met this guy who is really prophetic and he he told me about his journey about how he like basically cried for two years and he's hmm. like sometimes god just takes that time and you have, wow. and and he's like i think that's gonna happen to you and i'm like oh god <laughs> but um because you i think because it's it was still hard even as i was sobbing and being sad and talking to people about it and about my life journey and about like the traumas that i thought my parents experienced and that i experienced growing up it was still hard to believe myself um, to believe what? Like, I don't know that that it was okay to not be okay. Mm. It was, yeah, it was it was really weird because I think there was this voice in my head that was like, "But you're okay when you want to be okay. Like, you've been okay for so long. So why are you like this now?" Like it was like shaming mm. you for feeling a certain way. Right. Yeah. So. I got to the point of graduating from my master's um, and I got to the point of um, dealing with my family and I had taken Zoloft. When I took Zoloft, I slept like 15 hours a day. It knocked me out. Wow. And I was like, God, I think I want to stop like taking this. But he said, no, let me finish the work that I started in you. And then I felt like after a while, he's like, you can stop taking it. So I felt like, okay, things are better. And then, and then, you know, I graduated and I was looking for a job. And I couldn't find a job. I didn't have any money. And I was like, oh crap, I have to go back <laughs> home to LA. Like, this is not healing. So you weren't planning to go back to LA. I didn't want to go back to LA because you know why? Because <laughs> if I went back to LA, I wanted to live with my mom in the basement room where there were no windows. <laughs> oh. I'm like, this is, this is not the way to go up in life. <laughs> and now you have so many windows. I have, that's true. Wow. I have, yeah, I have so many windows. <laughs> I have a window in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God is good. So, um, so I- Yes, yeah, so you I, moved back to- Yeah, I moved back to LA and I moved into the basement room. Okay, so let me see, set the scene for you guys. My basement room actually wasn't that bad, but like I think the ceiling was. I'm like five foot two. The ceiling might have been like six or seven. No feet. way. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, 
so this is like a storage room basically <laughs> yeah um but it was really like it was wide so i couldn't fit a queen size bed in there and um i i was never there unless it, it was just because to sleep and um i i had like a, like my mom is buddhist and so we had these spiritual differences um and then she would like, cook in the morning and she would chop chicken on her chalkboard and I would just hear it. And I also had a really hard time sleeping. So some nights I couldn't fall asleep until like four or five. Mm. And I was like, I don't even know mm. if I can work a full-time job like this. Um, wow. Yeah. So like that was the setting, right? And so it sounds like, you know, you, you went to college, came across, I'm just going to recap. Right, right. So, recap. Um, went through college, became a Christian, right. but then realized there's a lot of things to really face mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and going through depression and going through that three year journey of therapy, but also spiritual healing. Right. And then, so at that point, you're like kind of getting these tools mm -hmm. and getting like uh, empowered and healed, um, but still a journey. And then now you're back in LA and it's like the trauma <laughs> really being in the face of it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just like the spiritual difference, it was significant because I would wake up from nightmares. Mm. And um, so at that point, I was still really sad. Like I, and it really manifested in insomnia and in exhaustion. Mm. So I was, I just remember thinking to myself in the shower, like I forgot what it was like to feel like I had any, had energy to just go about my day and not feel tired all the time. Mm. And I wondered whether I would ever feel energized again yeah. and whether this would ever end. Um, I kind of forgot what it was like to not be depressed and mm. depression for me felt like just, I don't know. It's, it's like, a heaviness I think and it's like all the joy is sucked out of you and and there's just this sluggishness to life and this harshness to life um and I was so certain that the way I would heal fully was like to be embraced by community mm -hmm. and that it was like people would come into my life and they would help me get back up off my feet and I would receive a lot of mercy and kindness and understanding from, from people. What gave you that idea? Church. I think because that's what I wanted. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, that's what I wanted because it was so hard. Yeah. It was so hard. It was so hard wow. to fall asleep. It was so hard to interact with my mom. I was really angry with her. So I would like be mean to her and I feel really guilty about being mean to her. But I was so angry that I couldn't help myself. Yeah. And thank God I had my brother there and he kind of mediated conflict and really helped me out. Like he gave me money before I like found a job, helped me to lease my car, etc. And then also my fiance, my current fiance, Josh was there and he was such an emotional like crutch for me at that time because he was really my only friend in LA. Mm -hmm. um, I had like old childhood friends, but it was, it was just so really different. Yeah. So, but God had other plans for me. Oh, praise God. <laughs> in terms of, of like how I would heal. Yeah. He was like, and, and I, I remember him saying like, giving me this image of in order to develop resilience, you need to come up against resistance. 
the same way that you come up against resistance like when you're when you're working out right so you have to have weights that resist you and i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> god this is really hard like I don't think this is the right circumstance to talk about resilience right now. I just need a job and I need to like pay for myself and I need to move out as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, um, but I had to fight for myself. Like I, I had to fight for myself to, to get better. I had to like their exercise schedule in order for me to also get breakthrough with my sleep. I went on a fast. I went on a one year fast, even though, mm. At that time, my mom was the one cooking the meals, so I had to like really negotiate and talk to her about it. I I prayed every day for for three years, three hours a day. Like, wow! I prayed a lot, yeah, <laughs> in order to just like go, in order to function. And um, mm. I was just like, and and even though what I wanted was for people to come into my life and and like basically rescue me like God didn't allow that to happen. And I, I had to be like a normal functioning human being at church. Um, and I couldn't just like, you know, dump all my baggage on, on people. Mm. Um, and it was, it was really hard guys. It was really, really hard because there are some days where I wake up at 5 a.m. or I, I fell asleep at 5 a.m. and then I would go to work and do work at 9. Um, my work was not easy and it was it was like it was merciless in some ways because I and God is merciful right but I mean like but it was it was a really hard training regimen let me say let me say it that way um, <laughs> because if I didn't you know I would have a hard time sleeping if I didn't pray but it it made me such to be such a strong person, um, like living in that basement room and advocating for myself, because I think what God wanted to teach me was like, you need to be your best advocate for you to get better. And you need to be the one who wants to get better and to heal more than anyone around you. Um, mm. And I think that's why he put me in the situation wow. that he put me in, because like, I think it would have been really easy for me to just outsource like the healing, right? It made sense. Like people come around me and, and help me heal and encourage me. But ultimately what's going to sustain me for a long time is if I develop the conviction and the muscles wow. to, to advocate for myself in moments of hardship and difficulty. And I came out of it like, really resilient across multiple dimensions. And um, I just remember I, I committed to it. I committed to my fast. I committed to my three hour long prayers at night. Um, I committed to exercise and I committed to just letting myself feel what I felt when I was around my mom. Um, and, and, you know, working through that and um, yeah, there was this one day, it was, it was kind of random, but it was at the end of this where I was getting into this rhythm of exercise and eating healthy and prayer and, you know, talking to people and upkeeping these different realms of my life that I felt like God said, hey, I'm lifting depression off of you. Mm -hmm. And then 
I think he did. I mean, not immediately, but a few as the weeks went by, like that cloud of heaviness lifted, and then. Um, How did you notice that? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think maybe my energy level, or it was. It was like I had been climbing this mountain, and like I was getting stronger already, and things were getting better already. And then at one point he was like, "I'm lifting depression off of you," and I just kept climbing up, you know. Mm. And it was. It's not like always easy um and but but then i moved to but i moved out and that and things got much better after i moved out too and um yeah so that's kind of that's my story about resilience i know it's kind of long but so good <laughs> wow man i i i feel i think just even when you first started speaking i feel like there's just so much healing that I, I, I sense. Um, and, uh, and it's so relevant. It's like a story that everyone just needs to hear. There's something that we all, uh, can relate to. Um, and yeah, um, I think, I mean, my friends and family members, you know, you know, I have a lot that, you know, do suffer from depression and, um, I think it's, at least in my, in my role, like I always want to try to understand and like understand the story and mm -hmm. the process that people are going through. Um, and so, yeah, I just, you know, really enjoy it. You know, thank you for, you know, telling us and thank you for, I don't know, there's just like this, you know, spirit of like healing that I, I, I sense. Uh, even when you were like, um, talking about your encounter with Lord Shing, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> there's just so much freedom. Like, oh, just, come on, that's so true. It's just, it's just out of you, you know? That's so good. I, I do have a question. I think in that, that year of being back in LA and the Lord teaching you to advocate for yourself and learning these habits, um, like really practical things like finding your own, finding therapy mm -hmm. and exercise, mm -hmm. did you, and you mentioned that there were like, it was really hard. There was some hard times mm -hmm. um did you ever like i guess was did it ever come across your mind that like god was absent or like oh yeah i was like where are you god i got so angry at god i got so i would get <laughs> especially angry when i was like unable to sleep yeah like, three or oh, four totally. and i'm like i'm so angry at you <laughs> Because like, you're God, you can definitely make me sleep. You know, like you are, the, you are ultimate Sandman. <laughs> and then there was one one time where I got so angry that I was like, "Forget it, Jesus!" I don't even know what I was giving up. I was like, "I'm giving up on something." I'm like, "Forget it!" I was so angry at him, and Jesus was like, "Helen, tell me you love me." Wow. So I was like, "I love you, Jesus." And and then <laughs> and then I felt better and then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, I I have one question. So, um, you know, when you're going through a period of darkness and um, or that's what it feels like in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you know one of the things that I've, I've talked about like with my friends is who are facing that or like a period of darkness. Um, or what was said to you during that period for yourself that you felt mm -hmm. 
kind of broke through? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's tricky to speak to a general population because each person has yeah. their own context, right? Right. Um, so for each person, I think that the solution or the approach looks really different. But I was I was thinking maybe I don't know if this will answer the question, but I was just thinking about resilience and the idea of of like what is resilience? It's perseverance to overcome obstacles. Um, to overcome difficulty and, and and in that overcoming right includes hope and belief and having a power that enables you to overcome um, and there are times where I wanted to heal from depression in order to fix myself but God wanted me to heal from the angle of because he loves me and like he didn't want to fix me he wanted to love me. Wow. He wanted to restore me because, and, and mm. those are two different things, like fixing myself because I'm an issue and I'm a problem and allowing myself to heal because I'm a worthy human being. And I think that the, uh, this mindset is really important for people who are going through periods of darkness and difficulty the question of how do you love yourself best in this moment um, and like what is God's love for you and why does it look like this because God didn't want to fix me he put me through that experience of, of teaching me how to be more resilient because he loves me and he wants me to grow stronger mm. as a person because he believes in me he believe he believed that I can do it um, the same reason why like he wasn't interested in me doing things for him as much as he was interested in me talking about the feelings that I felt and being honest with what they were rather than trying to stuff them away. Um, so for people who are going through periods of difficulty and darkness, I would say mm. like follow the route of love and think about what it means to love yourself well. And loving yourself well doesn't always mean like allowing yourself to do whatever you want. Like loving yourself well means sometimes it's challenging and sometimes it means doing a hard thing because you want to live a better life and you need to be an advocate for yourself and to believe in yourself. Wow. Do you guys, this, you get that? Yeah. Wow. I, like I'm, ex <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, wow, this is so like, so good, you know? Oh, that's so encouraging. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, when you were talking, I, it just reminds me of just, I feel like we, we understand God's love deeper and better when mm -hmm. we're not, we don't feel like we're, we're all together. And actually we feel, you know, almost at the end of the spectrum. And mm -hmm. when we know that God loves that us and he wants to love us. Um, and, you know, when we are faced and we, we realize our weakness and our sin. Um, yeah. So I feel like we understand God's love deeper in those mm -hmm. periods. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but I was, I was saying to Lushing and then the extra, extra step is letting that, 
translate to also learning to love yourself truly yeah in that place of brokenness as well yeah and i think that then translates to your ability to love other people because it because there is a difference between knowing god's love for you and then being able to love yourself mm. yeah that's good can you talk a little bit about that um like what what did you what were steps maybe that you took to love yourself or how did you practice that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, to be honest, it's still an ongoing process. Um, I think these days I'm trying not to be hard on myself. So mm-hmm. giving myself more grace because even though God, when I, when I'm praying, I feel God's grace. I still have a hard time giving myself grace because I think sometimes I still think, I still judge myself and I still believe, believe lies about myself. Um, mm. So, like, this part is especially hard for me, the idea of learning to love yourself, because it's part of, I think it's a big reason why I got so depressed in the first place, because I just felt so terrible about who I am. Mm. Um, and that's why I'm saying it's really important to learn that part, because you know, as you're, as I'm navigating the healing process, I'm leading myself through that process along with God. I'm responding to him and I'm responding to myself. But one, one image or encounter I had of, of really loving myself was I had this really difficult moment during my senior year of college where I felt so desolate. And I remember crying and I just felt like as if, the, the ground broke away and I was just sitting there alone in complete empty space and it was agonizing. And then I didn't let myself really sit in that moment or even comfort myself. I just got up and was like, well, whatever, I have to go and do something. So I about a year later, um, you know, Sozo is this ministry where you go in and you ask Jesus to come into the scene and um, like he kind of talks to you and interacts with you, right? But about a year later, for whatever reason, I was just reflecting on my memories and I did this exercise where I went back into that scene and Jesus was there, but I didn't really ask Jesus to interact with me. I interacted with myself, like as a one year older Mm -hmm. Helen and I gave myself a hug um, and that was what I needed to to essentially accept myself in that that situation in addition to knowing that God accepted me. Um, And after I did that, um, I had this friend that I made when I was in Boston who also really struggled through depression and then we, we were going through this exercise again where I'm like, oh, you know, praying, asking God to think of a memory that he wants to bring healing through. And um, she was like, okay, you know, she got to the point where it was that memory. And she's like, what do I do next? And then um, I said, why don't you give yourself a hug? Which is what I did. And, and so she did that. And then she started crying. And she's like, I think that's exactly what I needed. So that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of like a snapshot of... Or, or, or sort of a, a picture of what it looks mm. like to to love yourself in your brokenness is to also 
accept yourself and to comfort yourself um, in addition to allowing God to comfort you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, do you, what do you think? Do you think that there's a difference between how God treats us and how we treat ourselves? How I see it is like the head and heart kind of mm-hmm. deal. Like we know what you said before, like I know God loves me and I know God has mm-hmm. grace over me and mercy. And that's like in my head. But for me to experience that and to receive it and to really like marinate it and like put it in my being, mm-hmm. that takes effort. Mm-hmm. That takes behavior changes it takes (laughs) lifestyle changes because god's love freaking changes everything it's like so potent and so powerful that when we do receive it it actually takes a lot of effort to really like like take over my thoughts it takes a lot of effort to take over my actions Mm -hmm. and so i think what you're saying like there really is a partnership between god's love and mercy mm-hmm. um and also a partnership between us to actually really um carry it and live it and, and practice it and mm-hmm. do it and you know whether that's like for me the story for you hugging yourself reminds me of a story for myself of like it was also it was it was at urbana as well um oh, cool <laughs> were you there the same year 2015 no i was still oh, 12 sad. um but <laughs> it was like a moment for me to write it was like a stationed encouraging people to like forgive people like and i think letting go of bitterness mm-hmm. and for me it was like being able to forgive myself and mm. I remember writing it was like they're encouraging people to write letters or right. to their the people that they're holding unforgiveness towards and I was like wow I realized I had a lot of unforgiveness towards myself mm. a lot of bitterness towards myself that I couldn't love myself because right. there's so much bitterness and I think that's I mean we know that language for other people you know right. like I can't love this person because I have so much hatred or bitterness or unforgiveness and I think that's true for our own selves if we carry that for ourselves we cannot receive mm-hmm. the love of God because we don't think we are worthy of receiving that yeah. from ourselves and from the Lord and from others right. as well I think that's exactly it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and what's beautiful is that because like as believers we're we have the Holy Spirit living in us, you mm-hmm. know, God isn't just this other being. Right. He's like within us. And it's mm-hmm. an amazing part like partnership and an amazing thing that we get to experience and live it out as children of God. That we get to be part of God's like hands and feet even within ourselves Amen. um that even as god forgives us we can have that same power to forgive ourselves as well yeah yeah um, that's good so good uh we're gonna take a break here um and just kind of marinate okay. on this truth and we'll head up to our next section And uh, yeah, so we'll finish off with something we do with our guests is an recommendation, a recommendation or multiple recommendations and an anti-recommendation. What is something that maybe you've, you will highly recommend? It could be anything really, um, or something you really anti-recommend, like don't do that, don't mm, eat that. <laughs> yeah, um, highly recommend building your sleep hygiene. Um, because it's Hmm. super important as well as really investing in your health 
um, and just investing in yourself, including investing in stocks <laughs> during this time. Stocks? Okay. Stocks, yeah. Um, and then, but if you do invest in stocks, don't check your stocks first thing in the morning. Just let it grow. Um, and if you are ever bored, I think Sailor Moon is a fantastic <gasps> anime. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I do remember Sailor Moon. She's the best. She's why? Why should I watch it again? Sailor Moon. Is that the? Is that the? What's the theme song? What was it again? Oh my god! Fighting evil by moonlight. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, Where does it go? <laughs> Waiting love by daylight. Something Sailor Moon. Oh, I, I, this is not ringing any bells. This is so sad. Uh, really? <laughs> I, I wish. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's super powerful. She she's always saving her guy. Like, she's a badass. Yeah. Mm. He's the her, her Darian is like. His only power is throwing a rose across. I know. The floor. <laughs> <laughs> he's always getting kidnapped. It's like. Yeah, you're right. The premise was always Sailor Moon saving the day. Yeah. Yeah. What a great, empowering story. It's, it's the best. Where can you watch it? Is it on, like, YouTube? Crunchyroll. Okay, yeah. On Crunchyroll, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you heard it here. That's what I've been doing during my quarantine. Nice. I watched three seasons. Ooh, I've been watching The Office, so nice. maybe that's what I'll watch yeah, next. Yeah, or you can play MapleStory. Story. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Getting blushing oh. on Maple Story, that'd be funny. She could, she can download it. Yeah. I don't really know what Maple Story is, but I have played Neopets. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't think it is. It's kind of like uh one one level up because Neopets is sort of like one dimensional. Yeah. And then Maple Story is like two dimensional because you can move left and right. Mm. And up and down. But yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was super fun. Super fun. Yeah. Yay! Woo! All right. Thank bye. you so much. Bye. bye. Well, that's all we got for today. Again, shout out to Helen for taking time out of her schedule to join us, um, share her powerful story, and impart some solid wisdom on resilience and self-advocacy um we hope you enjoyed your time with us if you did we love to hear from you post a comment on what you enjoyed um and you can stay connected with us by following the sliced fruit on instagram and youtube and we'll catch you next time have a great week